Welcome to another episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm your host, Steve Casillo. We appreciate you, as always, being here. And as we do every Friday, we bring in our financial philosopher, Philip Washington, Jr. He is the Chief Investment Officer with Stonehill Wealth Management and also the host of Wealth Building Made Simple. And today we're going to be talking about how financial systems are built. Yeah, we're going to get elementary, I think. Philip Washington Jr., say hello to the Mansfieldians. How's it going, Mansfieldians? Hope your day is going well. Hope you enjoyed the pickle pickle parade last yeah, weekend. Pickle parade last week. And uh, Philip is the chief investment advisor for Stonehill Wealth Management, also the host of Wealth Building Made Simple, the podcast that you can find on any major podcast uh, platform. And today, as we do every Friday, we talk about financial matters, your nest egg, your retirement, your 401k, your money. And so today, um, today, how financial systems are built. Philip Washington Jr., how are financial systems built? Brick by brick, one leg at a time. <laughs> now, the, 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 the short version is they're built from a foundation of faith, or you might say trust, from trust centers out. And those trust centers have evolved in expression in time, meaning they've been at some point elders, then gold goldsmiths, banks, insurance companies, uh, wealth managers, VCs, right? But in today's terms, mostly, mostly banks. And as those trust centers uh, are flowing money uh, with ease and effort and with trust from all participants in the system, Things go well. Yeah. As that as that trust is broken for whatever reason, um, the flow of money uh, stops. The system gets torn down, and new systems and streams are 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 built around new financial centers. And that just happens over and over and over again throughout history. Okay. On your podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple, you mentioned the, I think you called it the financial trinity, the uh, the savers, the entrepreneurs, and the consumers. How how do those three play into the, the financial system? Yep. So the, you, you could think of, if, if you want to think of it as like, maybe like a, uh, I'm, I may or may not go nerd. But the but the savers are like the energy source for the system. They provide the money, and the entrepreneurs are uh, the miracle workers. Um, Thank you. <laughs> they they take the money and then take uh, the ideas and the desires of the consumers of society, and they quote unquote magically turn it into uh, products and services that that everybody wants. And then the consumers are the enjoyers. Uh, of of what the money, what the entrepreneurs turn the money into, um, in 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 the process, right? And so, and all of us can play all roles. I think of it like another analogy because it this this trinity of creation plays out in every aspect of the universe. But it's like seed being the money, soil being the entrepreneur, and then the beautiful garden that we get to experience as the consumer. You know, from from the effort, uh, you know. Uh, same thing. Yeah. The saver is, well, is is what it is. Someone who, whether it's hiding your money in a mattress or putting it at a bank, someone who doesn't 
spend. Mm-hmm. The leftover energy. And the, uh, the entrepreneur creates, creates the, uh, really creates the, the, Yep. The it's, the life for the consumer. Yep. It's the, it's, it's the medium. It's the medium in between the saver and the consumer, right? They say, hey, we're going to be an intermediary, right? Money, you want yield. Consumer, you want products and services. Let's, we'll be the marketplace to bring it together. And, and we will, as you will, hold the vibration, right, to keep everything <laughs> together. Yeah. God bless the entrepreneurs. God bless the entrepreneurs. So, all right, bringing this now all to a, let's, we're back to consumers and uh, because this is the, uh, the consumer advice series. And, and so how does uh, the financial system uh, play into the, the, the life of a consumer? Yep. So is, is, and is, and we'll speak from the perspective because the consumer matters, but I, maybe I want to speak to the perspective of the saver first, because most people are thinking, how do I like invest my money, right? How does, you know, where do I put my savings and how do I know where a good trust system is? And so I think understanding this as a saver is going to allow you to not put your savings in the wrong trust system, right? Or in a dying trust system. And so um, understanding that like, uh, so there's a, there's a, this is the process that doesn't change, right? It's again, it's the process that makes up our universe. Um so the process doesn't change, but like the trust centers in, in expression do. And so if you look at the current, you say, oh, I don't know a lot about the banking system and how it works from a detail standpoint, but I know it just feels like it's breaking down. Yeah. I'm like, you're accurate, right? So then you go, so because you go, you go, money's just not flowing the way it should go through the banks. Accurate. And then you go, and then you go, and so then you with an open mind, you go, you go, well, where is money flowing properly? Like, where is it, where, where's talent going? Where are people getting wealthy? Where's the money cycling really, really fast? Where are wealthy people who are tuned in and not judgmental dying to get their money, right? The people that attract wealth effortlessly, where are they putting their money? Then you go, oh, crypto, right? So it's like, from an objective standpoint, you go, there has to be something there because, uh, like money is energy, energy flows to where it, it it's there's there's most trust, yeah, right. And so, um, as a saver, now it, it'll open your mind to say, all right, intuitively, intuitively, I sense that I don't fully understand it. That's okay. Now it's your time to educate yourself because then you go, okay, this is why we're talking about Bitcoin, right? With this, with the with the with the banking crisis doing what it's doing, you have people like myself. Where I'm like, I'm totally secure. Like, I don't think the banks are going down. I don't think that the government will do that. We got some pretty smart people in in, in charge, but because uh, they can just print money and put more money in there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so I'm not worried about that. But even if they did, I have money outside the system. All I need is internet, and 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 we're good to go. And uh, uh, and when they print money, and people realize that it's going to make the value of their money in a system go down over time, then the value of this money over time from my hypothesis and what's looking like it's happening, it goes up. And, and my buddy was like, well, Philip, well, what if, what if there's no internet? No, listen, you don't understand the flow of energy. There will always be internet because people think politicians run the show. Money runs the show, right? So so the, 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 the money, if the politician trying to shut down, money always gets a pass outside the system, right? Meaning yeah. like, meaning like, if the if the politicians say we're gonna like not allow 
for internet money in this location. The money will say, cool, we're going to pick up and go to a location that's going to be friendly to money, right? And then we'll create new politicians, right? And the politicians are smart. They're like, well, we need money to maintain power, so we need the money. And so it just becomes a game of like, they're going to follow the money. And the money is going to make sure there's always an internet because they're going to always want free money. They're going to be like, I don't want to be locked into a system. I want freedom. Money wants freedom. Money will always have freedom. So there'll always be internet. And so since there'll always be internet, there'll always be a distributed system that will allow people to store their money on a transparent, agreed upon, rules-based monetary system. Like it's a foregone conclusion if you understand like the flow of money and how things really work, right? I'm not saying the investments are going to guarantee work. I'm just saying like when you understand that, you go, oh, makes complete sense. So help me out here then when you hear about, all right, someone got rich doing this or someone got rich doing that. By the time that you get in, it's too late. Is it too late to get into crypto? It hasn't even started, right? Has, wait, hasn't even started. No, it hasn't even started. Like, like what I think when I'm talking to people about it, they're, I'm, I'm saying it's like getting into banking in the 1914s or 15s when banking got started at this scale. Yeah. And saying, and I'm too early. I mean, Jamie Dimon's a billionaire and it's 2023. Huh. Yeah. I mean, Medici became like, the riches in like what the 1500s 1600s i'm like i'm saying this is a new financial system right and it's like a 500 year type you know or longer trend because by the way banks are not going away people are still going to get rich in banks like they're not going away i'm just saying this new system that's being built is being layered on top of the old system and in the process you have massive megas amounts of wealth that are going to get built from the frontier explorers on this new system. Like it's the same thing that happened over and over again in history when people were afraid to go to new frontiers and new places. The ones that did got stupidly rich. Like the gold rush. Like the gold. Whoa. 1849. Yeah. 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 Yes. There's a lot of like stuff that went in behind the scenes in the gold rush. Oh, so we're not going to, let's not go there. Yeah, let's not go. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yes, uh, you're, you're right. All right. To, to, re <laughs> to recap, uh, anything else you want to include before we get into your contact information? Uh, uh, no, that's, that's, that's basically it. If someone wanted to reach out to Philip Washington Jr. to find out uh, more about savers, entrepreneurs, consumers, or uh, the financial trinity, how can they reach out to you? Best way is StonehillWealthManagement.com. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com. That is Philip Washington Jr. We do this every Friday morning right here uh, live on Facebook, or uh, you can find the video on YouTube or LinkedIn. You can listen to the podcast on your favorite platform. Philip, have a great weekend. We'll do it again next week. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments, to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get y'all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast. <laughs>